One, two, three. That sounded at the same wow. time to me. Dude, I, that's Are insane. You? Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Oral Knots podcast number 13 for the week of September 13th. I'm Craven, joined by Zach. And on this podcast, we are going to be blathering on for about an hour and 15 minutes or so about pretty much nothing. So if you're not into us just rambling on for way too long, uh, now is your chance to bail. This week, we're going to be talking about Mortal Kombat and our super sloppy detective work. J.J. Abrams sliding back into position as the director of Star Wars Episode Nine. We'll be discussing some of our upcoming projects, some recent potential partnerships, and other general ramblings along the way. So stay tuned and enjoy. Excellent. This is the first podcast since our epic Mortal Kombat, the album, listening party. And uh, yes. we have some corrections to issue in yes, regards we, to we that. Yes, need to issue, we need to issue some corrections that some of our listeners were kind enough to send over to us. Yeah, there's a couple listeners I want to specifically shout out. The first one we saw was, I don't know his real name, his username on SoundCloud is Zuko. And he hit us with the link. Um, this, this, what we're talking about specifically is our lousy detective work to uncover the <laughs> source of the sample used well, in Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch's uh, Good Vibrations versus Mortal Kombat the album's Sub-Zero freezing vibrations. <laughs> right, right. I mean, we were we were going into that session with only our collective love for the Mortal Kombat soundtrack right. and no actual hard data about we, any of it. We had no agenda so, other than just to expose people <laughs> to these tracks. This all happened naturally. These were, things were all realized uh, on yep. the fly. And we did zero we, conne- we did zero detective work. We connected dots we were, that, that we made yeah, up. Yeah, our own dots. So the truth Nobody's original. Our own special rabbit hole. <laughs> it was an entertaining rabbit hole to be sure, and I'm glad you guys seemed to yeah. like it. Some of you were actually uh, like seemed mildly blown away by it. <laughs> I, I'm super sad that we have to take that away from you now. But uh, this, the truth is that neither one of them were progenitors. Of, is that the right word? Proge- progenitors. Yeah, yeah. Just just uh, to bring listeners exactly up to the moment that we're talking about, I'm go- just going to run drop it in there. The two samples right. that we're talking about. Uh, first is the Mortal Kombat soundtrack for Sub-Zero. Here's the freezing bi- vibration <laughs> sample. And now we're moving on to Marky Mark and the and the good bunch, the funky bunch. <laughs> Marky Mark and the funky bunch. Uh, here's the clip here. All right, so we incorrectly thought that Marky Mark had stolen. No, I'm sorry. Yes, we we, we at originally first we thought, thought that yeah. the Mortal Kombat soundtrack, being just the derivative piece of work that it is, uh, was had taken from. Marky Mark, which is, you know, for an album sort of pushing the electronic music envelope, <laughs> as yeah. it were, would be sort of a funny thing to do. But then uh, the rabbit hole that we went down was that actually Marky Mark had stolen the idea. <laughs> right. That he was from, so moved from by, the Mortal Kombat yeah, by soundtrack. The, by the, the trials of a Chinese ninja warrior. 
Yeah. So I think the, where, <laughs> and where we, were we started, wrong on all accounts. All accounts. Where we started to go wrong was that the I did I did one search and I clicked the first link <laughs> to figure out <laughs> when Good Vibrations came out and the link I saw said ninety six, which is completely incorrect. It came out way earlier. You were like a modern day Sherlock Holmes. Oh of yeah. The I just don't ever rely on me for the truth. I will never promise you that what I'm saying is correct or backed by any sort of data or research. Only personal experiences, and my personal experiences is with Mortal Kombat the album. So <laughs> that uh, Amen. So that was the first mistake. The second mistake is that nobody stole it from each other. They stole. They both stole it. Yeah, from Lolita Holloway's "Love Sensation," which is a disco track. Uh, this info specifically was brought to our attention by Matt Farrington. Uh, he was he schooled us pretty hardcore about the history of this track. The sample itself was actually pretty overused, and it and it love sensation. First choices, let no man put asunder, and it's not over. And a half a dozen breakbeats were the building blocks of a lot of eighty-nine to ninety-one house slash Italio house crossover hits. And he says it's definitely worth yeah listening to. So here's a little clip of Love Sensation. So what what happened now as we uh, as we unpack all of this is that love sensation clearly was was first. Then Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch sampled love sensation, and then the producers of the Mortal Kombat soundtrack <laughs> made a new lyric about Sub Zero with the same hook. So the real loser here in all of this is the Mortal Kombat soundtrack. Yeah, I mean, they're the real loser, but by the time Marky Mark hit it, it was already well, well worn territory <laughs> in the sampling scene. So there's, yeah. if, if anything, I still feel good that Marky Mark was not somehow a trendsetter, <laughs> that he's just as, just as guilty <laughs> as everyone else. Um, but, but, but what's when you when you push everything back so far like that, it really just puts the Mortal Kombat soundtrack in a bad oh, place. Oh, for sure. Like they're not, definitely... They're, I mean, there's actually a good chance that the producers of the Mortal Kombat album didn't even know that Lolita Holloway existed. You think they might have... They, they, they might have actually been just been inspired just by Marky Mark. <laughs> no. <laughs> I accept. You know, at this point, I'm defeated. It's so... It's so far behind. <laughs> yeah. No, big time. This also brings, uh, just reminds me of an interesting thing about my love for that soundtrack was that it was so far behind, but for me, it was ahead. I had no experience with techno or good house or any of that shit growing up. And it's like, they're like that's the strife of the older brother. I'm the oldest sibling. And it was my responsibility to be just lame as shit so that my younger brothers didn't have to be. Because <laughs> by the time they were into music, <laughs> I'm like, listen, man, skip all this horse shit. Just go straight Man, to this, I, you know. I feel like we had really, really 180 uh, experiences with the electro scene. Oh, like yeah. I, I grew up uh, just like going to like places that I should not have been going to at like, a really yeah. like young age. Yeah. And hearing like really, really solid house music. Yeah. Well, you um, had, you also were in a pretty good like metropolitan, like not close. I mean, you were near Boston, right? There's a pretty good source for. Big yeah, I lived scenes. about about fifteen minutes outside of, of yeah. the city. Yeah, I had Denver. Like that's it, that at the, in the eighties, Denver was not the bustling mecca of legal weed that it is today. It was pretty much just like a punk ass little town 
compared to any other state major city. <laughs> and we had, we did have speaking of punk though, we did have a good punk scene. <laughs> well, maybe that was more like 80, was, maybe late late eighties, early nineties. Listen, as an eight year old, I rode my bike all the way to Denver to check out <laughs> the wares that they had on offer at the time. <laughs> a lot of amulets laid out on blankets, and you know. I don't know. Yeah, Shop, 90s. Shopkeeper <laughs> style. I bought a gremlin. Yeah. It was it was a different I'll time. I'll take 500 bombs and <laughs> five <laughs> elixirs. I'm going to get one tent so that my party can restore before the final battle. It just turned into uh, final a friend fantasy. Of mine, a, a friend of mine sent me a link the other day. It was, uh, it was an Onion article. And the, <laughs> the article has an image of like a, a CGI... Uh, shopkeeper and the, the headline is <laughs> video video game shopkeeper starting to get suspicious after selling 800 bombs to player <laughs> that's a good it's one pretty it's pretty good it, yeah. you know sometimes it's, people will hit those well-worn uh, RPG tropes in a pretty inspired way I remember seeing yeah. a college a college humor video way back in the day where it was this focused on the a family that just lived in a cabin and then the main hero just busted in there and started rooting through all their shit and just like fine he's like i found a potion he's like that's my only potion like dude like because that's what you did in those games you just walked into whatever house you wanted to you searched everything and everybody just stood there and let you do it because you're the chosen one like that was your your predestination that uh (laughs) but yeah so again going back to music i uh i had an interesting journey as well but mine was a little different you know i grew up on a lot of soul and funk r&b got into some uh, you know, some of my, my white friends hooked me up with some Nirvana and then I got into stuff with guitars <laughs> after that. Um, <laughs> guitars. Yeah. Yes. So I was like cruising this like two lane highway in junior high that was like NWA on one side and then like Pearl Jam on the other side. It was such a weird, my, I, I was the kind of guy that tied yeah, friend groups it. together. Like I didn't hang out with one particular group. So one friend would be like, man, what's that shit you're listening to? They actually, both groups said that, but, um, and then grow, and then as I got into high school, I started getting in, like, had some punk rock friends that we started going to shows and stuff. So yeah, the electro stuff didn't come in until much later. I think I started dating a goth girl, and then like goth that opened up synth wave, yeah, like electronic yeah. stuff started showing up in the playlist. And then I was uh, yeah. yeah, there was a there was a yeah. Type- I was, uh, Go ahead. I was sort of split. I was sort of split between two two worlds. You know, yeah. one was the classical music world. You know, I grew yeah. up playing piano on one side, you know, d- digging deep into classical music and like starting out with original composition. But then there was this side of me that was all electronic music. So yeah, this, the, those two things were, were, were disparate, but they met somewhere in the middle that was kind of magical to me too. Yeah. And they, they still do in, in your work there's, as well. <laughs> there's still something there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, so. obviously. <laughs> so that's clearly the, uh, that's the Mortal Kombat, uh, whatever the the retraction edition. <laughs> yep. Some entertainment news. Some big news happened yesterday, I think, which was that J.J. Abrams has been brought back in to round out the st- the new Star Wars trilogy. Yeah. After uh, was it Trevor tomorrow or something? Colin Trevorrow. Trevorrow. Yeah. That's Colin Trevorrow. He, uh, for whatever reason, didn't work out for him on the ninth Star Wars film, and he got ejected. Um, I don't think there was any 
I think it's just creative differences, right? I don't know if there was any particular reason. Uh, you know, creative differences seems to be always the, the the phrasing people go to when it doesn't work out. But but Disney clearly has some sort of vision for the Star Wars films that they're they're clashing with these directors on. You know, right? Uh, like the Han Solo movie had a similar situation where I think the dire- the directors of that film when when that when they had this part ways with Disney were kind of funny they, they were saying no there actually were major creative differences that's not just the catchphrase <laughs> right, right that we were using to cover up something else like this was truly creative differences they right. were going for a certain kind of aesthetic uh a sort of a comedy aesthetic that might have been more like some of their previous films and right i think kathleen kennedy and, and others were were not having it they yeah, that's and they seem to be uh, people have mixed feelings about that too. A lot of people are saying that Marvel Disney is just they're too controlling. They have like they're not in it for the right reasons. And I, I kind of right now I kind of feel like they have such a clear vision about what they want to do, and that they've sort of through a similar uh, workflow and vision with the Marvel films they've actually we talked about this they've actually made the Marvel films more fun for me like their their dedication to this this uh release structure and 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 um planning you know advanced planning has actually made the films feel I actually enjoy Marvel movies in a way that I didn't think I would so yeah I yeah. I kind of have to have faith right now that they're they're sort of doing the same thing with the Star Wars films and that they will well let's talk about a, you know let's talk about the idea that they I mean they, they brought on Ron Howard right to finish right. the Han Solo movie that that's an interesting choice I mean you can't get more solid than than Ron Howard but Ron Howard is also in my personal opinion he, he's made some excellent excellent films and he's right. just such a solid director but he's just also so safe yeah he's like the safest yeah, he'll director, make a good film. To... Like that's, but it won't. Yeah, Ron Howard never had an aesthetic for me that said like, "Wow, this is classic Ron Howard, hundred percent." I could tell a million. I could tell from like for the first few frames that this is a Ron Howard film. Like he doesn't have a visual language that, like that I recognize immediately. You know, like Spielberg yeah, he's or just... somebody does. He's incredibly dependable, and yeah. the man oh, knows how to. Yeah. The, the man knows how to make a film. I mean, he, sure. he definitely is 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 a great director. But it yeah. might mean that the Han Solo movie gets a little watered down he'll, in some ways. He'll definitely do what. He'll definitely work well with their vision and deliver what they're looking for. Like that's the bottom, uh, the bottom line. Absolutely, and and that brings us to Abrams. You know, yeah. a, another s- solid director. Yeah, uh, writer and producer. The guy knows his stuff. Uh, but he was polarizing to fans. Yeah. Uh, you know, when he was brought on to be the guy. And we could talk about our own personal feelings on that. Yeah. You know, we've we've talked about, you know, it's kind of funny. You and I really don't talk that much about how we feel about the movies. We just kind of get down and dirty with things that we like or dislike in our work. Right, right. I kind of we don't yeah. we, we just kind of accept the movies for what they are. I yeah, guess. we kind of just they're uh, just a thing. They're just going to happen. You know, it's. Being, you know, I don't know, like it's, you know, I was talking to somebody else recently and I can't remember who it was. Might have been my buddy John, but we were saying that like, yeah, Force Awakens is a solid film, but I have not watched it. Like I've had no desire to revisit it at all. Like I've watched it twice and it twice seems like for a Star Wars film, that seems like nothing. Like I've, I've watched episode, I've watched episode three at least 
in the double digits, you know, not counting you I and watched, I, like the work we've put into it. That's funny. I, I watch The Force Awakens like all the time. It, it's, really? I'll, di- I'll just put it on in the background sometimes, yeah. you know, I just, it's because yeah. I, I it, there's something um, I mean, it, it's. I understand why it's polarizing. A lot of people felt that it was just completely lifting off of A New Hope. Yeah. In terms of its structure and and that it was kind of lame just because of how much it was depending so hard on the the thematic elements of of A New Hope. Yeah, I was trying to match the beats. Yeah, yeah, match the beats and and match, you know, all... But but at the same time, I, I have to... I have so much respect for what Abrams was able to do in terms of reigniting the faith in in the future of the the series yeah after you know what is what is arguably the most polarizing part about the Star Wars franchise which is the prequels you know so, so <laughs> yeah you gotta, Abrams you gotta was, it, yeah he oh sorry he was ahead. aware he was aware of that he was he he was so aware of that during the entire process of making the film the way that they incorporated so many practical elements into it. i mean they 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 clearly got everything lined up and approached it with as much love and respect for the franchise as you could hope for yeah. and maybe that was maybe that was the problem for a lot of people that he wasn't telling his own story um but on the other side every frame of that film is like packed with, oh yeah with cool you know visual language um and and then there's a whole nother slate of issues with the characters and stuff but then i think about the characters and i think kylo ren is a great character i think ray is an awesome character i think i think there are a lot of cool characters not all of them panned out exactly like we might have hoped but there are more films coming and uh I kind of I kind of love it. Yeah, <laughs> it's, down, to me I'm, it's entertaining as hell, and like uh, to, and also BB-8 is my favorite Star Wars character possibly of, of all time. So oh damn, That's I got a strong that. statement. I, yeah, I love BB-8. He's just the, like the coolest. Well, BB-8 did a cool like it was managed to be cute but not annoying, which is a trick that Lucas sort of lost touch with. Um, maybe he never had. Yeah. Like every time Lucas tried to be cute, it was annoying. Like that was. Like looking back at it, I kind of feel that's that's that goes yeah, that that, I, ca- that goes across the board, you know. Yeah, I feel like Lucas didn't understand cute. Yeah, <laughs> to him it was an idea that other people felt. <laughs> he was like, "Whatever, these kids yeah. are into this cute thing. I'm going to try and talk to yeah. them, talk to them through this this value, this <laughs> virtue." Um, yeah, I dig the characters. You know, Ray's going to be cool. I was I I can't lie. I was bummed about Finn. I was hoping for more out of Finn. We've um, talked about Finn. Yeah, we've yeah. talked about him, and I've I've come to terms with it. And I think there was a good. There was I actually looked up articles about it to look for like, um, you know. I, I know people maybe don't understand this about me, but I I grew up in a mixed race household, and I I appreciate my heroes to be diverse. I don't I don't need like them all to be one thing. I like it when they're multiple things, and I was really excited about like a black lead you know, uh, in a star Wars film, who's going to like become a grow into a hero. And I think uh, I found yeah. an article that, that really sort of nailed how I felt about it was that, uh, you know how JJ Amers is really into the mystery box tactic of yeah. marketing. Uh, if you're not yeah. familiar with mystery box, he presents you something in the marketing to trick you into thinking that this is what the film's going to be about. And then he flips the script on you so that there are no spoilers or anything. 
And this article kind of outlined that Finn was the mystery box. We all thought he was going to be the Jedi because all the promotional material had him holding the lightsaber. Ray was never holding the lightsaber in any of the promotion. His figure comes with a lightsaber. And then you get this film and it's like, he's a total bitch. He ends the film in a coma. Like he's the only person that's not around to celebrate. And it's like, what the fuck happened? And a lot of people are like, dude, he stood up to Ren. And I was like, yeah, but he was still trying to run away. And the only reason he stayed is because his ship got blown up. Like he had no choice. It was like, he was brave in yeah. the face of like being unable to run. And I was like, I was really bummed about it. And it was like, well, people he, are like, they know, sold it. He's the mystery box character, you know? And I was, and I, the reason I, I was upset was because he wasn't what I thought he was advertised as. That was, and I think that makes sense. I, I agree that, that that's, they took it in that, that direction. And, uh, there were some disappointments there for me too. A lot of people have said that where they really, where they really screwed up with with his character was that they could have uh, pit pitted him uh, against Captain Phasma, you know, yeah. Gwendolyn Christie, yeah. who, who is who is awesome. Awesome, she's yeah. such a great actor, and um, they they could have they could have told more of a story arc about him versus her in yeah. a couple of cases. But here's but here's the thing. Phasma is going to be back in yeah, the last for sure. Jedi. So so I think what's going to happen is that th- these are these are long-term story arcs that they yeah. planned from the beginning and I think there's going to be huge payoffs for his character and race for everybody's character. Right. Like I feel like I feel like he's going to come into his own in a way that is nuts. So it's yeah. kind of cool for for it to maybe not be perfect in the yeah. first film, you know, it's not, uh, in, I, I mean, that's the hope for me anyway, is that yeah. some of those things where we were like, we feel that we were sold a bill of goods, you know, yeah. there will I'm, be a payoff. That's, that's sort of what I've been kind of, that was the, the reconciliation I gave to myself. I'm like, he's going to, they show him like so blatantly, like in, in his, his coma coffin or whatever he's in. And they're saying like, there was some the narrative the narrator was like and p- new powers will rise or something like that so it was very implicit that he has a a bright a promising future but you know right, after right. after growing up with lando you know brother brother got done wrong he was the only character in the in the movie that had like han solo was a scoundrel but he never exhibited like scoundrel tendency he was always a hero even when he left he's like i'm not joining your fight you know he still came back of his own free will but Lando straight up just sold him out right away and then the only reason he joined him was because Vader changed the deal he's like man fuck this deal I'm gonna side with these guys I'm gonna help them escape and that, and so he <laughs> you notice these things when you're growing up and you're you yeah. know your, your lens yeah. is, is a little my lens is a little different maybe and I, I noticed it as a kid I was like Lando's a kind of a shitty dude and you know he comes around later and saves the day but not until yeah. he had to be treacherous first he could he couldn't just come out yeah. of the gate as a good guy um no so he definitely yeah. was treacherous and a lot of people can shit on me for like you know looking for trouble where there isn't but that's that's just me as a kid without any outside information just making these conclusions on my own so you have to yeah you have yeah. to figure that there's other kids out there making these same conclusions um and just we just laughed right. about it you know at that at this point my household was pretty you know we had a good sense of humor about it it was just kind of like what are you gonna do just clown about right. the scared brother, the fucking, you know, the, the, the brother that dies first, you know, there's always the, you just see these right, cliches right, right. and there's actually an excellent movie out there. It's an older movie from the eighties called Hollywood shuffle. If you're familiar with in living color, this is where they came from. They cut their teeth with a comedian named Robert Townsend. They were, they wrote for him and Hollywood shuffle was like a film 
written and produced by largely the crew of In Living Color. And it was a yeah. just wacky comedy. Did you have you ever seen it? Uh, what is it called again? Hollywood the- Hollywood Shuffle. No. Oh, it's well, it's a film about it's like it's got sketches in it, but it's all it's largely held together by a narrative of a young black actor trying to get roles that aren't black roles, you know, like the the young thug or the criminal or the gang member, you know, and it was like and it's just funny when you watch that movie today and you're like, man, how is this movie that's like 30 years old not become less relevant? (laughs) It's so strange. (laughs) I did like that movie. You ask any of my friends I grew up with, they a lot of them, you know, coming to America introduced everybody to the Jerry curl. But my friends had the inside track because we watched Hollywood Shuffle together. I was like, hey, let's watch this right, film. Right. And they're like, what? The, there's a, the villain named Jerry Curl. And his weakness is that you, you take his activator away and he can't moisten his hair. And it starts to shrivel <laughs> and dry and just turn into like regular nappy hair. And like, that's how they broke him. But yeah, so pre coming to America, my crew all were familiar with like some some insider black culture, <laughs> some deep referencing, you know, in a way that was like, they felt, they yeah, felt very yeah. cool about, um, you could see the joy in their face when they explained to other kids at school, what, why the Jerry curl scene was so funny and coming to America. But, um, anyway, that's another tangent. Uh, you, you, you know, no, it's all good. You know, you know what I kind of hope, kind of hope happens is that they're not afraid to develop a romance between Ray. And oh, Finn. that'd be, that'd be, that, that would be, be tight it'd be tight <laughs> yeah I, I think that would be i think that would be really interesting and it would also make sense in my mind i yeah. mean you know these the yeah i just i hope that's where they're they're going with it uh yeah i know a lot of arguments have been made that uh there was a good red letter media um entry on it sort of talking about how the film like lacks romance yeah you know it's one of one of those things that a star wars film should probably have yeah, or, that, any, or any or any film really um you know that sort of sexual tension is, yeah. is good you know to have in a film and there just wasn't it was the film had like absolutely none of that and i know i know what they're probably going for they're probably going for that these characters um exist through their own motivations not necessarily as like a love interest for somebody else i get that too but yeah. i also see the value in like in, in forming relationships like that sometimes too um, I mean, a new a new hope was was there wasn't really much. I mean, not, yeah. if anything, if anything, they were pushing for like a Luke and Leia kind of thing. Yeah. But then, and then, like the most the most they got with Han and, and Leia was this sort of like, I knew you were in it for more than the money, you know, yeah, kind of thing. more than money, like, more than that money. Fucking line. It's <laughs> called is, like, money. Amazing. Is that really? Is that <laughs> space bucks? Is it, you don't have a name? Credits? It's money. I knew you were in it for more than the space credits. For those space creds. <laughs> Get some of them creds, buy them death oh, sticks. God, I love I love Carrie Fisher's just just exuberant exuberant <laughs> uh, nuttiness in that that moment. It's so great. And a lot of people caught on when we added that slap when Han Solo just smacks Luke <laughs> upside the head. Hey! I knew you'd come back. I just knew it. Well, I was going to let you get all the credit and take all the rewards. Hey, I knew that was more to you than money. That was a little more than playful. He he, <laughs> he jostled him. <laughs> Let's talk about our some of our upcoming videos. Star Wars. Yeah. More Star Wars videos. More Star Wars. We are living, we are living the Star Wars we dream. Living, we are living Star Wars filters. Um, <laughs> yeah, we've got a couple special... God help us. Special things coming out. One project, yeah. And we talked about this with each other. But there's, if you ever feel like there's just like 
we see people in the comments they're like man you guys are just too star warsy a lot of these side projects that we come up with are, are a result of our observations from working so intimately with this footage we just pick up sure. on things that we may never may not have noticed or would not have noticed and we just have to address them in some form or another so yeah and sometimes it's really big obvious questions that we hope no one else has taken the time to address in the same way that we might take the time to address them. Yeah. Uh, We're not going to, for look. example, we have, <laughs> yeah, no, we don't, we don't like to look. We've talked about that before. To be clear by now ideas. that we don't do research uh, before we act or speak <laughs> or lay claim of some sort of authority over some knowledge. <laughs> we just make and talk. <laughs> We just press the buttons and hope for the best. <laughs> just what does this switch Pull do? Pull the levers, twist the knobs. Yeah. Uh, and then hit Bop upload. Up, yeah. Hit upload. That's, uh, God damn that's, it. So obviously six is in the works, episode six. And um, we're, we're psyched that the trailer, uh, the, the last Laser Master was received so well. That was really a highlight for us yeah. uh, last week. So I just wanted to give a, a big thanks to and shout out to Mitch a.k.a. Dash Star. He was the voice of Akbar in the last Laser Master trailer, and we're hoping to have him come back to do Akbar in the full episode six, uh, depending on where we land with Akbar. Yeah, he's, he's great. You should definitely check out his channel. He's pretty uncanny. Yeah, no, yeah. He's, he's phenomenal. Uh, but he does a lot of great Star Wars theory videos and, and all kinds of other good Star Wars-related stuff. So for all you junkies, uh, please check out his stuff. All you midichlorian fiends out there. And um, there, there's more going on, by the way, in that trailer that speaks to what the actual uh, episode six is about. Like, like none of those, none of the things that happen in that trailer are red herrings at all. So yeah, it's, um, but it, yeah, we tried to make a trailer. Obviously it was, it's cut in the style of a real trailer. It's, a lot of people picked up on it, that it's the actual Return of the Jedi original trailer, theatrical yep. trailer. That guy's voice, the the cadence, the the, the beats, like there, you know, we tried to replicate it to give yeah. you something that was like to let you know what was happening without telling you, like giving too much away. So, um, yeah, because we yeah. feel very strongly that nothing this episode should be given away. There's just even just like I could almost feel it start to slip out right now, even just like thinking about it because I want to share it with you because it's so <laughs> ridiculous. But yeah, we um, definitely can't, can't do it. We can't we can't share any of it. Uh, but we've decided that the laser master itself is the only thing that we're going to give you. <laughs> and we, you, we still haven't told you at all what any of that means. So it's yeah, because we felt safe enough that like just saying laser master was meaningless without actually seeing the things. So. Yeah. But you know that it's that it's going to be a thing and that it's about that. <laughs> Uh, at least in some part, <laughs> in some in, way. In some way, uh, we. So yeah. where where we are in the process right now is, we have totally crossed uh, a major hurdle in the process, um, which is the whole story is locked. The scenes are conceived. We know what parts of the film we're going to be using, and we know how it's going to end, and 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 all of it. At this point, it's now about starting to craft the the scenes and 
make the, the the script a little more crisp and it's like that's always a g- yeah. grueling process that's when you really get into the trenches i mean it takes so long to get the story right uh to make sure that it's going to be yeah. funny and, and it's more important now because it's the final episode than it is when you're just starting out <laughs> and you're like we're now didn't even yeah. think about where this there's might... no rules yeah yeah and at the same time we don't want to over yeah. we, we're not trying to overthink what the story should do but since we do have now a story we do need to finish it and so it needs to be just as goofy as it ever has been while at the same time delivering some some good you know story ending punches so uh and we're looking to i think we're we're gonna our our goal is to have it out before the next star wars movie is out so and that's what christmas if that's Christmas. We're probably yeah, so if you're looking for a specific release date. You know, that's that's as close as we're going to get right now. Yeah, we're we're going to aim and for we hit, Thanksgiving again, but that's not a promise. Yeah, that, um, but that is what yeah. we're aiming for. That's the soft cat. That's the soft goal. Yeah, as they say in butthole land or whatever. <laughs> I don't know Hollywood. Hollywood. That's what it's in called. Buttholeville. In butthole butts buttsville. Um, but village what the hell else is going on we mentioned the youtube the quote-unquote youtube apocalypse at the end of the last laser master video so so that that's what we're referring to basically i know that's it was vague to say the youtube apocalypse and that we may not survive it um the youtube apocalypse is, is our own word for what is going on across the board with youtube and content creators and then whether or not we'll survive it was was a a hundred percent legitimate concern because what's happening is that there are a series of changes that YouTube is making globally across their platform that is like weeding out channels like ours from, from being able to actually uh, generate any kind of revenue uh, or, or get even exposure. So it's like, it's, it's a, it's a series of changes that they're making that are basically like, if we don't like your channel or what it's doing or how it's making money for us and our advertisers, we're going to squeeze you out. So that is what's going on. It's And it's been a number of, of things that have contributed to that. It's not just one single change that they've made. It's a, a convergence of changes that are affecting our channel and other channels like ours. We need to have other options and Patreon has been that option so far and you guys have been amazing. And getting on board with that. Absolutely. And it is something we would love to do full time, but it's just, there's challenges for that right now. So it's, um, and we're just, you guys are, have decided to throw in with us on that challenge. And it means a ton. It means a lot to us. Absolutely. um, Thank you again, as always. But on that note, there are other weird, interesting opportunities that pop up from time to time. (laughs) We get emails every (laughs) once in a while uh, with business proposals some are better than others. Truewood, for example, was one that you, if you're a podcast listener, uh, we yep. saw through to the end. We got watches out of it. You know, sometimes it's just, you know, they're not asking for much. They're not offering much. But you know what? They're cool watches and I'll wear it. And if that's the most we can expect out of it, that's fine. We yep. didn't have to do much for it. Um, but then there's the, uh, these emails. <laughs> yeah, what, yeah. What, we got so. What is the name? Of the, I forget the name of the, the company. That sent us this email. Uh, I don't remember. It's I, I've got the email right here. Oh, minimal. Minimal? Minimal. Yeah. Not like minimal, like the way you spell it. It's like M-I-N-A-M-U-L. Right. And, minimal. Uh, <laughs> this, this was sent to us, first of all, as an unboxing video. 
So there's a thing that happens where people clearly don't even watch what we do. We received a proposal to do an unboxing video for this this beauty product. And uh, it's it, uh, a if you did any research at all, if you did any due diligence and looked at, at any one of the videos on our channel, you would have seen there's no way in hell that you would have wasted your time this, dude, this, constructing this, this email. This email from from this company is so ponderous in so many ways. <laughs> I feel like the only way to make sense of it is to take it almost line by line and then talk about what's wrong about it. I mean, right. Let, so let's let's jump in. So here's the most ridiculous email uh for a potential request uh like a like a partnership we've ever received yeah so here we go so she she starts off uh i believe it's a lady uh it could be a guy's name too it's one of those names oh it's a lady from the picture of the back of her head <laughs> shit maybe that's a guy too i man, that's a that could be a dude anyway <laughs> I, I was checking out your videos here and it's a link to our channel, so good job. You at least <laughs> did that much. Right. And after and after noticing your 205,295 subscribers, that's a cut and paste, I thought you might be interested in one of our clients. Minimal is a small family-run business, husband-slash-wife team, based in Los Angeles, focused exclusively on natural organic beauty products. They just launched a new dry body brush bundle, and I think you'd be the perfect for an unboxing video. No, just you'd be perfect for an unboxing. Yeah. Okay. So let, <laughs> let's be break the this. Perfect. So let's break this down, right? So they right. start. They start out. I was checking out your videos here, and then they provide a link. This is just in case we don't recognize our own channel. We can our go and channel. Yeah. We can go like. So, Holy shit! That's me. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Wait. That's us. So yeah. So. That's the first red flag immediately. Like within the first like eight words, there's a red flag, right? And then after yeah. noticing your 2005, 295 subscribers, like they put in yeah. the exact number for that that day and that hour. Like yeah. that, that, that number lasted at that number for maybe like an hour, you know? Cause we gain and lose <laughs> subscribers like every hour. So like, yeah. That'd be like her coming to my house and being like, "Hey, I noticed the 1895 you had in your wallet, and uh, I couldn't <laughs> help but wonder if we'd be the perfect fit." <laughs> it's, just, it's it's so it's there there couldn't be a more cut and paste or like algorithmic email open ever. So so right away it's like these people don't even know, and it's like why do they think that we're the perfect? person for an unboxing video so okay we get it it's a scam right but then but then here's here's how it continues so so take it away all right so need an example here's several recent unboxing slash tutorials and she links to some poor girls that got suckered into this um and here's a link to the minimal bundle which is it's an, an amazon amazon link, amazon link. Yep. yeah and it is it's a dry brush like it's I don't know what to do with this. I'm not, I don't groom myself enough to, to understand what a dry brush does. And other than like, am I brushing dead skin off my arms? Right, or right. Like, so, so at this point, a, at this point, I'm thinking to myself, you know, maybe it would be funny to do like an unboxing video with like Kylo Ren or something, you know? Right. So, so then they follow up with some frequently asked questions, <laughs> you know, for, for anybody, yeah. anybody who's being invited to an, to do an unboxing yeah. video is going to have questions. Right. So these, yeah, some... these are almost like, are you immediately suspicious? Here's some <laughs> FAQs for you. One, are there any restrictions? 
Sorry, this offer is only available for YouTubers located in the United States. Apologies for the inconvenience if you are not a US based, please ignore this email. So that's just right away to telling me that there was no thought put into who received this. Yeah, they're just sending out they're to just, every email, every YouTube channel yeah. that exists somehow. They somehow got, and, and, they got an email list from YouTube probably somehow. Yeah. They probably Those followed fuckers. some, they probably followed some, some stupid protocol for getting, you know, YouTube's a list of, of channels, you know, because they sold us out basically yeah, you, you, is what we're trying to can, say. You can do anything they, through YouTube except get something that you that maybe you actually are entitled to. Like yeah, content. They got ID, the not they got we can't. They got YouTube's yeah. They got YouTube's knock list and yeah. and sold us out. Right, my cover's blown. Uh, okay, so here's number two. Will you send me the products to review? Yes. We will be providing you with a unique discount code, which is a special YouTube reviewer only price. Parenthetical. <laughs> Note, code will expire in 48 hours and is only for a one-time review use. Okay. <laughs> so so, so will you send me the products to review? Yes, but no. <laughs> We're going to send you a discount code so you can buy the shit on your own. So, so they're asking yeah. you to do a, an unboxing video by purchasing the product to do your unboxing video. <laughs> that's right, and they address that in the next one because they know that that's horseshit. Three, why can't you just send this to me for free or gift it to me? This bundle includes four different products. If individually bought on Amazon, would be worth well over $45. Oh, one, damn. Co cognac sponge. Two, full body brush. Three, facial dry brush four loofah back exfoliator extra long honestly you're getting a steal so wait yeah first all, thing but first, also also minimal is a tiny startup and they can't afford to give away free product they are in fact yeah. taking a loss on this offer in the hopes what? of you giving an honest review you They're don't like the deserve, Robin Hoods of you dry don't brushes. A free product for doing your review <laughs> you should be honored to purchase We're this asking product. you to put work into making something for us. You like, pay with your time and effort. <laughs> you should be honored to pay for this product to do your unboxing yeah. video. Right. These and here's my thing. I'm a, I'm a guy. So I'm not going to lie. When I had hair and I was like living the like with a bunch of dude roommates, we... We washed our hair and our bodies with the same stuff. Like, we didn't differentiate between cosmetics in any way. We're like, what do we have enough of? I'm using that all over me. Like, whatever it is. <laughs> Bar soap, I'm going to lather it up and I'm going to wash my hair with it. Yeah, um, yeah. I was a scumbag, so when I see four different kinds of brushes that to me all just kind of do the same thing. Like, why can't the face brush be the back brush? I yeah, don't but, understand. But, but it's like, but clearly you don't understand. That's why they can't give it to you for free because, because you don't even know what you're getting with this, with this bundle. <laughs> and because dude. I know so little about the brush industry. I'm just going to take your word for it that I'm getting the, the better end of this dude, deal. You're getting a steal. Take my, you're getting a steal by purchasing all of these products for your to make your yeah. unboxing video. I you didn't even have one brush. Now I have four, and I feel like I got them for nothing. For I got forty five dollars worth of stuff. You know what, dude? Not forty five You know what? <laughs> you don't even you don't even deserve to make an unboxing video. You know what? Forget it. Oh, you don't even deserve no, it. No, but give you me forty eight hours to do a review of our products. <laughs> Screw okay, you. just give me forty eight hours and 
And if the code expires before then, I get it. I'm not worthy. All right. You only have 48 hours to activate this code. If you apologize, not... I'll send you the code yeah. for, for your discounted bu bundle price. <laughs> well, let's see what they have to say about this. Why don't, number four, why don't you sponsor YouTubers like the other brands? I don't even know what these other brands. I would love to know about them. Yeah. Uh, here's their answer. Sponsored slash free products given in order for reviews tend to be biased and minimal is only interested in honest, legit reviews. <laughs> even a small payment helps create authenticity and, and builds trust with your audience. Make sure to tell your subscribers you paid for the products. <laughs> don't worry. You, you will not... You will. Don't worry. You will not paying anywhere near full price. Okay, some, so some good grammar just, there. Yeah, their grammar's falling apart. So, <laughs> and, and they put a smiley face after they're that. They're basically line saying for some that, like, reason. even yeah, that's great. No, remember you're getting a steal. So, <laughs> they're saying their justification for not putting, not investing in their product, just giving out reviews, review uh, products that. Even if you just pay a little bit, it adds authenticity to your review. Like you're paying for authenticity. It's, yeah, they're, it's they're such like, a flimsy. They're like reasoning. you can't give an honest review of our product, and that's what makes your review have integrity. And the only way to yeah. give an honest review is to pay for our product. <laughs> yeah, pay me yeah. to review my product, and then I'll tell people that you're honest. But but it's like, it's like but why can't they just? ask us to give an honest review because that's what they believe is most important and then send us the product yeah. for free <laughs> like yeah. if they assure us that they want an honest review that's all they need to say for you to give an honest review what like yeah, what what's what's the what what happens after they send you a free product and request an honest review and then you say that the product sucks what yeah. do they what what happens then do they, do they? Then they're then they're butt hurt. They're like, we sent you free stuff. How dare you? But since we paid for it, then they'll be like, oh, you gave us a shitty review. Well, guess what? We still got your money, sucker. Yeah, like, yeah. See like it ya. doesn't. They, they, like their their end game. It's like it's like algorithmic. Their end game with that yeah. logic doesn't make any sense. Like yeah. they could still give you the product for free and 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 ask you to give an honest review. And yeah. there, there's no and the sad thing is, is there's no like it, it, there's no uh, challenge there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's a there's this there's more to this response. As a bonus, after you post your review, we'll send you several codes for you to give away to your loyal subscribers. Smiley face. They will love that. Would you guys would you guys love access to di brush discounts? I don't 100% think that our audience no, no, no! Is they the target market for brush dry brushes. No, they, they, they're, no, they're maybe right. I'm wrong. Our audience, it, Zach, you're 100 percent wrong. They checked out our videos <laughs> at the link to our channel, and after noticing <laughs> the number of our subscribers, thought they that noticed we would that be all 205,000, 205,295. Yeah, that they, I mean, they said it. They know it. You know, we are perfect. You know. Right. Well. If, if you guys feel like we should pursue this opportunity so you can get discounts. Oh, but wait, but there's, brushes, but there, but there's more though. There's more, um, you know, number there's five, five more. <laughs> yeah. Number five. <laughs> Anything else required for this unboxing? Because at this point we get it right. I mean, th they've answered all of our questions. So what else do we need? 
So their response, just add a link to the product bundle in your YouTube review so your audience can check it out. Okay. Yep. Uh, that's it? Great. That's, that's... You're... <laughs> what they're expecting for literally nothing, but negative nothing. <laughs> like, yeah, no, what they're is, expecting for you to purchase the product and then do a bo unboxing yeah. is, is pretty extreme. Yeah. And then and then, and then then what we have to do to fulfill our end of us buying a product yeah. besides just giving you the money. So here's number six. Got it. What are the next steps? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for putting the words in my mouth. Um, I, I don't got it, but I guess we're moving on. So, all right. Let us know if you're interested and we'll send you the code. Note, you'll have up to 48 hours to use the code before it expires. Yeah, so so they're reiterating now. this. These codes are these codes are time bombs. Yeah. Um, are they putting pressure on people to, to use them? Oh, like, you bet. I, I actually don't believe that they expire. I don't <laughs> I don't I don't know that they have access to that technology. They don't even have, they don't even have access to a person that will watch a video <laughs> on the channel they're they're pitching to. Yeah. I'm wondering if they saw the Kylo Ren ASMR video and just saw that he busted out some Gillette, and from there, it just... No, dude, they didn't see anything on our channel. They didn't even, they didn't even do anything, did they? They don't yeah. even know if we're in the right. U.S. or what. Well, here's number six. Uh, oh, 6.1. Do you... It's in, like an addendum oh, 6. to 1. the first. <laughs> oh, <laughs> number wow. six. Okay. So, this is part of the next steps, then. Do you have information slash descriptions on this particular bundle so I can research it? Because that's what you deserve from me, is... Not only my time enough to make a video, but my research. Yes. Um, yes, Minimal has Minimal has set up a very basic Facebook page and content explaining this product. I'm gonna click on that really quick and see if it even exists. I'm sure it, it uh, it's very basic. <laughs> I'm sure it hasn't been updated. Dry brushing, gorgeous, chemical free. Well, this was September 17th, 2016. Oh, wow. Very minimal, very minimal. That is minimal, look at that. 40,000 yeah. views, though. Huh. 40,000? Good God. Yeah, the, the, we just contributed to that. Janet Jackson will definitely try this, but it's not the real Janet Jackson. It's just... <laughs> I mean, it's a real Janet Jackson. It's just not the famous from the Jackson family. <laughs> I do like... That's the top comment, though. Janet Jackson will definitely try this. Um, wow. And that's the only post they have is just this video. Oh no, here's an unboxing. So they have a YouTube or a Facebook page. It's super sad. Before we get to their actual website, though, let's go on to number seven. Yeah, yeah. Wait a sec. I'm not interested in this specific bundle. Don't you have anything else? Minimal is working on all organic men's skincare line that is launching soon. Please respond back to us if you're interested in that. We will help them. We will be helping them pre-launch these products in about a month. Oh, I'm just gonna go right to the next one. Yeah. Number eight. Skincare for guys? Really? <laughs> All that emphasis is not my, on my part. There's so many question marks and disbelief that there is skincare for men. Yep, more and more men are taking better care of themselves. Better care. This product line, yeah, better care. They're not washing their hair with, with ivory spring anymore, iris spring anymore. Uh, this product line is perfect gift, uh, is the is perfect, their, their syntax is falling apart, as you know. 
This product line is perfect gift for men in our lives. Boyfriends, brothers, dads, and uncles. Wait, Once wait, wait, they wait, wait they, forgot, <laughs> they forgot grandfathers and great-grandfathers. Grandfathers, and sons. Sons. <laughs> yeah. Daughters that identify as sons. What other types Come on. of... Yeah, what other Minimal. types of men, quote-unquote... Uh, what about bachelors just looking to get some get some action? <laughs> like I feel that's who this most applies to. Uh, once they see and feel the benefits, they'll they'll be they'll will be hooked. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, so that's so, yeah, that's that's that. And uh, that, you know, my so basically this product. Uh, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say my first my first thing was I think. I think uh, you and I jumped on the phone right away, and I was like, "Did you see this this garbage?" And then while <laughs> while we were talking, I quickly typed up a response uh, to to Ashley uh, that was just uh, I just wrote, "Send us the discount link. <laughs> Looks great. Yeah. Do you have specific guidelines on what you want us to say? Because <laughs> because that's that's the part they left out. It's like it's yeah. like obviously we, we we don't deserve to do an unboxing, but." But you were kind enough to send us a discount code. Uh, so thank you so much for that. So what do you want us to say? Tell us please what you would like us to say in the unboxing video because we're stupid. We're so, like we're just assholes. So please tell us yeah. what to say. Um, and she wrote back like today. She wrote, hi, sorry to have responded that maybe I shouldn't go into this email. I won't go into this email. No, I've, no you should. But you um. Should. I mean, I feel like, I feel like, well, let's see. They only want an honest and unbiased, uh, unbiased review. And they're going to provide us okay. the 40% off discount. And we can purchase the product on Amazon. Um, your subs, okay, our subs, 20% codes will be provided after, only after we post our first review. And it will be one will code. Be one code. One code. One per person. One person. Yep. All right. Sorry, guys. Only one lucky winner will get the twenty percent off the opportunity to spend money on some brushes. <laughs> wow. So no, what's no, really funny about this? One code for one person. Oh, one code, one person. I thought it was just like one code, one person. <laughs> the so, Thunderdome. Like it's uh, one code entered, one code leaves, all that stuff. Um, so the, the links they sent us are really funny because it's all teenage girls doing the unboxing and I th and th that's clearly who they're hoping to prey upon yeah I don't think they meant to try to to scam like men old men our age <laughs> just I have so little fucks to give about something like this like even if it was like even if, so basically honestly if anybody even if something that we liked sent us a request to do an unboxing video we'd do something weird with it you know we're never going to do a straightforward anything so it's i mean this is it's it's an egregious the reason i don't feel bad shitting on these people is because it's just an egregious affront like they first of all they're just willy-nilly sending out mass emails right they don't give a crap about yeah about honest and unbiased reviews like clearly they don't right they're just lot they're just liars scamming everyone by having people buy their product, like they probably don't even care about the reviews. That like they're just yeah. th these are just they're just advertising their product and trying to get people to buy it. Period. They're not trying to but get it's it also an honest and worst. unbiased review. They're like it's this it's is also almost, the worst way to do it. It's this is like dangerously close to a pyramid scheme. 
You know what I mean? But but it's not it's but it's not a pyramid scheme, but but it's right there on the edge of one. And for that, these people can go screw themselves. Like, you know, I, I mean, I don't know even know what to say. It just it bothers me that this is the type of thing that's like, you know, pervasive in our It's part society. of our ours yeah, our platform and our industry that we chose to be a part of. It's also, it's way too inept to be a pyramid scheme. It's not smart enough to be one. Like there yeah. is still some level of craft and, and guile involved in a, executing a good pyramid scheme that this one just lacks completely. And I, I feel bad because for the people, if the people that made this brush actually are a husband and wife, just trying to, they got suckered by this, this PR group that was like, listen, we know how to internet. We know how to internet just like the young, well, the, the young, sad, the sad part is, <laughs> the sad part is maybe they didn't get suckered. Maybe it's actually working for them. The 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 problem yeah. is, and then screw them if it is, because the 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 real oh, yeah. people that are going to suffer are the people that were going out paying money that they think is is a discount when it's really just the amount you pay. You know, it's like yeah, it's it's just it, it's awful. I just see a lot of um a lot of victims in this, and it's the people that are going to read this email and think that there's some kind of big opportunity in it. And, uh, yeah. you know, it's just, like, Ooh, and my next, my next unboxing video will definitely be about this. <clears throat> and it it's sucks. also just, it's, it's the most like it's the, the return on the investment to, to like who, how many people do you think are going to buy a brush based on this email? Like this is the worst possible marketing, at, at, like attempt at anything I've ever seen in my life. It's well, why would I, you? They said like so. They say like we don't have money to send out product. They spent all their money on you, whose big idea was to just email in mass YouTube channels with an unspecified amount of subscribers, hoping that enough of them would buy the brush, <laughs> based on a lie. Yeah, but but buy it. But just, but that's the other thing is like, like what th- this is not how advertising works. Like you don't you yeah. don't you don't go to an agency. And say, I want you, the agency, to pay me twenty thousand dollars to do this ad for Coke, because like you don't deserve it. Like, do you know what I mean? Like that, it's, yeah. it's madness to be asking people to do unboxing videos by buying your product. Well, I don't know, I, man. You know, it's. Not- I will say the last couple of uh, production companies I worked for, and granted, this is another rung further down on the on the ad ladder. It goes client, in this case, the brush people ad agency the stupid person that wrote us and then production company which would be us um the production company i work for took a lot of jobs in the butt because they were promised something more and but it's, it's it's becoming more but, and more pervasive but actually. did that production company pay money to make the video like well, did, that's did what they, i was that got me thinking they essentially did because the amount of money they got for making it was they were out of pocket no 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 it but did they no 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 make, like no this is th- there's a difference it's out of pocket to make the video in the same way that it would be out of pocket for somebody to make the unboxing but did they purchase right, the right. product that they were asked to actually, sell <laughs> like actually yes no there was, no who would do what that? was no there How was did, one time where we had to go and buy a bunch <laughs> of the shit I can't. It was like soda or something. We had to send PAs out in mass to go buy the oh, shit. Here's where they sucks. here's where they screwed us. So now that I'm thinking about it, the whole ad industry sucks. We were doing an ad for a for a for a hotel. All right, dig this. It's a hotel. Your product is is rooms to sleep in. They we had to pay to sleep in the rooms 
to go on location to shoot a commercial for this hotel. No. They made us be customers of their product in order to make this commercial. They didn't comp the rooms? So, yeah, I guess rooms? it does happen. They didn't yeah. comp the rooms? They did not comp the rooms. Come on. And they were, it was like, it was like a W. It was not a cheap to put a crew up oh, in man. all these like that, on location. That like, production international. Co- that production company did not fight hard enough for for that one. I mean, that's insanity. A lot of the production companies I've worked for, the boss of the company tends to like really crap on the people that work for them and then they turn around and just take it real I mean, hard. I mean, there's there's definitely from, from clients. You know, there is such a thing as a spec job for sure and there is t- definitely taking it taking it hard, but but man, yeah. the idea of, of like spending money on the product itself that you're already taking a hit on to make the thing on spec is an extra level yeah. of shenanigans that I can't accept. I know? tried to be real. So my last full-time job at a production company was interesting because I, I took that job um, with the understanding that Arl Knots was my my priority and they were cool with that. They were like, that's fine. You know, as long as we know that and come out of the gate, we'll work with you yeah. uh, as much as we can. You know, you can come in as long as you come in every day, you can, you know, and, and, and you're not behind or whatever. You don't fall behind. So right. I, I went into that job very much like cavalier. Like I was like, I don't have a whole lot to lose. They convinced me to take this job. I, I really wanted to focus on Arl knots. Um, so I was very, very forward with the boss in these types of situations. So when one client was just like, you do this spec because you know, you want us as a client, you know, they basically did that. You're not good enough. Prove me wrong. And he was like, okay. And I was like, Oh dude, I was like, here's, here's, here's what's happening. You're the, you think you're going to like, you're going out on a date and you think you're going to get married based off this date. But here's the thing. The dates at 2 a.m you're the booty call. You're the one that's there to do all the dirty stuff that people, that nobody else with any dignity would do mm-hmm. in the hopes that you're going to get treated better for it. But you're not, you're just going to be the booty call forever. Uh, and brutal. like, and they're going to be like, baby, I know I said last time I'd put a ring on your finger, but I'm just one more 2am, you know, and yeah. we're good. And it's sure enough, my, my prophecy came true. And they, he was just like, every time that client called, they wanted something for nothing. And he just kept doing it. I was like, Hey, that's, brutal kind of business you want to run that's cool like i don't (laughs) i can't i can't stress out about it if you're not going to you know (laughs) brutal dude brutal but he's like he's like that's why i like you you say it you put it you say it like it is but i was like you're gonna take the job though are you he's like oh yeah for sure (laughs) now is that company still in 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 action yeah they i think they are so it's like I, i think despite that hit they're prolific enough to yeah to, to, to keep it keep it going but some yeah. people just have that touch you know they can just they can, they can make mistakes continue. like that and yeah. bounce back from them yeah. yeah we are not those people <laughs> we can't do this unboxing video it would ruin us <laughs> There's, yeah no I mean we're definitely not purchasing the product I, I there was another scam yeah. that came through uh, to me recently that was pretty hilarious there was um I think I started to tell you about this the other day I got an email from number one music and <laughs> I, it's it's a thing like number one music is is a site right and uh, don't wow. don't don't go there like don't don't go to oh, that yeah, site oh yeah they're gonna clean up my bank account if I even type it in yeah no it's um so number one music yeah, yeah number, number one music it. and and the email is is basically like a, a person uh, and they they say uh, hey we we found your track such and such uh, and we want to play it on our radio show 
let's set up a conference call to talk about it. We think it would be great. So I, I'm looking at this email and I'm thinking, what what the hell is this? And uh, <laughs> and there's a picture of a girl like in in a radio station, you know, with like a microphone. And I'm thinking, what? It's the like a Getty Images. Yeah, it, it's stock ridiculous, photo. you know. And um, but I'm sure you could actually set up a call and like talk to somebody. So. The, the, the first thing that was weird was that it was a track that I had done under Craven Morehouse from from a long time ago. And it's it's not something that I've pursued or put out in any other place. Like, I think the track is sitting on like a MySpace page <laughs> from oh, like damn. way back. So I don't even know how they, I don't know if they're like trolling, trolling MySpace pages, uh, looking for musical artists and then hitting those people. Like, I have no idea. But the, the email was forwarded from some uh, bygone email that I had set up like years and years ago. So I'm like, okay, this is interesting. So I start looking up number one music and of course it's a scam. And, but the scam is basically, <laughs> this is hilarious. The scam is you sign up for a monthly fee with number one music. And then they, they guarantee a certain number of listens, unique, unique listens uh, based wow. on how much money you're putting in. And, the and and you do all of your interactions happen within their site so you go onto their site and you get messages from people that are like you know say you sign up for like $99 and you get right. something like 5000 unique plays a month or whatever like that yeah. um, then you get you have these messages that start coming into you that are like generic messages like uh oh, man boy. your track pipe bombs like i I just, if I was walking around New York City and I needed a soundtrack for my life, like it would be your track, Pipe Bombs. You know? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so they apparently they go. So there's just some dude in a basement, like just generating there, fake yeah, responses just, and, and views. And there's no, there's no, there's nothing outside of the site that it's it's set up to look and feel like Spotify, where they give you, right. they, they generate uh, an account for you that shows the number of listens that you've gotten and stuff, and um. They, they, the numbers that you can pay, get are are really bad. Like they offer like a plan for like four thousand dollars, where you get Whoa. one million unique views or listens to your track. One million yeah. listens, and it's and it's like holy shit, this is this is bad. This is a real. So I was thinking about setting up a conference call with them. <laughs> And, uh, and we should just, just make that a podcast. Yeah, like well, well, Bob, Bob was in on it too, um, Bishop. Oh, nice. So because it came through in like one of the tracks that we had produced together. So oh yeah, um, we were thinking about maybe we like all get on the phone with them and we're all we all just act like guys from like the thirties. <laughs> so it's like oh yeah, but say yeah, like so want. so so you tell me exactly what's going on here. You're saying for four thousand clams we can get one million unique plays. You're telling me you're going to get one million ears on this piece? I, I don't even... Uh, do you believe it? I don't believe it. I don't believe what I'm hearing right now. Do you believe it? There's not a jukebox in the world with that many listeners on it. <laughs> what is this device I'm speaking on? <laughs> if we all talk that way, it would be so confusing. We all we all do it. This is Benny, see? No, no, that's not... That's Craven now. <laughs> now right over here, <laughs> This sounds like a pretty good deal to me, but I'm going to have my friend Jimmy check it out. And if he's sniffing around and finds any funny business, I'm going to send Jimmy down there to break your fucking legs. <laughs> any funny business? Yeah, I said any funny, <laughs> funny business. Funny, hey, business any funny business going on around here. I'll come down and I'll, I'll rearrange your bone structure, see? <laughs> Make you a pretzel. 
So what are we talking here? 100 clams? 1,000 clams? 100 million thousand clams? 4,000 clams! Not enough clams in the sea. <laughs> See? <laughs> Where's this going? We gotta do this call. I know. We should We should do it. That just, hark- sh- that just harkens back to the days of, of like jerky boys, but prank calling. Oh, yeah. Just- See how long we can keep them on the phone and we record the whole thing and then we'll sample it. Throw it into it a may new be, track. They might just immediately just be like, "All right, this is this isn't going to go anywhere." Well, we sort of maybe <laughs> <laughs> this is my real voice. Eh? Maybe we kind of have to ease How into it. How dare you? Yeah. Maybe we start into something like, become those "All right, guys. so 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 no funny business here. Why don't you lay it on us? What's the plan? You know that yeah. kind of thing." We start off kind of like Hollywood. All right, talk to me, baby. What's going on? Hey, and then you can. Yeah, no, no time there. for small talk here. Lay it yeah. on us. Let's get right to the. Let's get. Let's cut right to the center of the. Let's get right to the chase. <laughs> Get right to the meat. We're skipping the potatoes. I don't like potatoes. Full of starch. Give me the meat. Meh. 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 Maybe we can do something just, where there's, uh, you know, there's one guy sort of in the foreground, and then there's just another right. guy like in the background, sort of like yelling suggestions. To yeah. Tell him I said no. Tell him to show me the clams. Do you believe what you're hearing? I don't believe what I'm hearing. Are you hearing this? I don't How can we verify that your listeners are legit human beings, see? I don't believe you. Four thousand clams? You tell that no scoundrel no deal. <laughs> He's back there just rolling dice. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I think I think we've taken this bit as yeah, far as it'll we, go. We, we'll, we'll probably end up cutting off a lot of that. So yeah, man, what do you say we wrap it up? <laughs> <laughs> so, so we have this thing. Uh, Craven and I have identified each other's tells. Um... <laughs> <laughs> when we're trying to bail out so. of a conversation, <laughs> I used to, he called me out one time. We were at a party, and I was he was kind of drunk, so he was like not at all shy about pointing this out. And we just like the, the conversation we were in drifted off, and I go, "Yeah, <sighs> I just did that." And he just goes, "Oh, you're gonna leave, aren't you?" Because that's what you do every time you're like trying to leave, but you don't want to say it yet. <laughs> that's so what we happens. have those. those Ah, or there's so so that's or, mine. I'm like anyway, so, man. Anyway, yeah, man. Anyway, man. I'm gonna run. It's, yeah. Anyway, man. I'm gonna let you go. I'm doing you a favor. <laughs> it's not about me. So. Uh, yeah. Which the reason that's happening right now is because we're on the phone, doing yeah, recording the po- this podcast session. separately. So. And I closed all my doors and windows to get the best sound quality. I'm sweating my ass off right now. It's disgusting in here. It's like dripping down my my body. Ah, oh, gross. Um, yeah, it's it's it's, it's a t- I'm in a tight spot. I'm in a tight spot. It's, see, uh, I'm in a tight spot. See, Meh. they got me sweating clam juice. <laughs> it's so bad. Four thousand bones. Oh, so. I I only deal in bones, see? I don't deal in clams. That's that's illegitimate currency. Um, (laughs) I only deal in yak knuckles. uh, So another... uh, Going back, I gotta I gotta put a cap on this. this yeah. so my brother and I do that too. We do uh, the we do the anyways. Uh, my, the one time my brother called it out, I go anyways, and he said he goes, "No, I was about to anyways you." <laughs> like it was a point of dominance. Yeah, no. And he's like, you, you, he goes, "You straight a dub me before I could." <laughs> so a dubbing somebody is a dubbed. Uh, I love it. A dub, got an a dub you right now, man. 
It's time a- to go. AW. <laughs> Let's AW each other. Well, that's pretty good. I'm at a I'm at 127 on the on the running time here. So oh, I feel dude, like we we're some, we are we are definitely overtime for this. But so I, let's. This wrap might be it. the this might be the biggest piece of shit podcast we've ever done. You know, I'm gonna put a we'll warning see. up. I'm gonna put a warning up front to explaining that this is. There's no point to this podcast. Yeah, this, this is, is all just r- rambling. If you're really into two dudes rambling about random nonsense for an hour and a half, Some people are. This one's for you. Yeah. No. No interviews, no focus point, just yeah, just verbal verbal garbage. <laughs> it's good. Some people some people need that in their commutes or you know. Yeah, sure. Maybe we can throw some fat. I do. Some I fat have, beats. I have I have my sources for it. You know. Maybe we'll throw some fat, fat beats. beats up behind that that yeah, dialogue. Yeah, bring a fat beat in here. Yeah, it's probably already here actually. If if, if our normal edit sessions go the way they do, there's already a beat happening. Yeah, no doubt. Well, that's, uh, you know, on that note, uh, thanks everybody for listening all the way through to the end of this. See? Uh, See? Listening all the way through to the end of this uh, podcast, uh, number 13. Uh, We love that you guys are listening and uh, keep on the lookout for some new projects coming up real soon. Oh, damn. uh, I didn't realize that we're recording episode 13 on the 13th. Oh, shoot. There's absolutely no significance behind that. I just, just, I'm just gonna shut up. I see, I see numbers. <laughs> I see things in numbers. I see numbers. Patterns. I see I patterns. patterns. They all lead to aliens. I saw the, the world. I saw the film Knowing. You see Knowing. <laughs> <laughs> I never watched it. It was Proyas, wasn't it? You know. Okay. So Proyas, right? <laughs> <laughs> I love that guy. Alex so- Proyas is forever in my book one of the great directors of our time. Just, f- just for Dark City. That's well, he had Dark City, but also The Crow, which I. Yep, The Crow. I'm the Crow is great as well. But but Dark City actually ranks in my top ten sci-fi films. I just lo- I just love that movie so much. Um, and uh, I don't know what happened. He he really like like the, the, it seemed like things were kind of getting weird right when he did iRobot like it was like wait oh yeah it was like where where is this and then knowing was interesting and had some cool visual effects sequences and, and it was kind of cool but it was like nah, what's going on and then and then he did that that one about Egypt Oh, King, King Gods of Egypt. God, that was him. Gods of Egypt. Yeah, and it was like wow with the, with the Mech Warriors. Yeah, like he may actually be losing his mind. You know, they turned into Mech Warriors at some point, didn't they? That, like big avatars that were just clashing in the sky. Yeah, like I mean that movie has ha, has some strange, uh, larger than life visual ideas going on, but it's unwieldy in a bad, bad, yeah. bad way. Like I, it's not clear at all what what's going on there was gods of egypt spelled with a z like gods of you egypt? wish it was ah dude I so, I so do vin diesel would have been in it if that was the case gods of egypt is um, a super weird movie and i watch it sometimes you <laughs> know to, oh, i have no doubt i feel like my brain is kind of melting when i watch it in, in a not like in a not good way but there's something about it that's just so it's so it's such a sprawling piece of madness i don't know i wonder if it's you know it's entirely possible that dark city was all he had to say like all he needed in his life was to get that out on film and then after that nothing else mattered well some people only have one story to tell you know it certainly feels like it was made with 
yeah, it's, it feels like an intensely personal expression, you know? Like that film, yeah. that film is tight on a level that a lot of filmmakers never achieve. So I do, that's actually a pretty good theory is that that was the film he yeah. wanted to make. And that's the one. Yeah. But but maybe Gods of Egypt is the one he wanted to make, and he spent all this time oh. working out. <laughs> you just never know, man. The technology is finally there <laughs> for me to fulfill my dream. That's the oh my god! Isn't that, that the I ultimate? Spent, that's the ultimate yeah, trap, right? That's like such I was a spinning my wheels with this Dark City horse <laughs> shit until the day arrived when I could make Gods of Egypt. <laughs> I mean, I saw. I, all I can have is like. Glim glimmers of the of imagery, and all I can think of are just like basically the Thunderhawks, like fighting in the sky, like big silver-clad robots like smashing each other. Right? That's kind of what that it's, movie ends it, up being. It's it becomes a little bit of that. I mean, they become yeah they become Avatar god versions of themselves throughout the film at right. different they, times. They like Voltron up or Gundam or whatever the bigger suit version of them. And yeah, yeah. But but what's what's it's what's What's super duper duper weird though is that all the gods, even when they're just in human form, are are huge. They're like are like twelve feet tall or yeah, something like that. So the like, whole film is, is not like not giants, giant, but just weirdly big. The scale in the film is so off putting and bizarre. It's just so weird. I can't even explain it. So you hear to hear you heard it here, folks. Gods of Egypt is the Arlnaut's recommendation of the week. <laughs> anyways, anyways. Anyways. So... Hey, Dub. Hey, Dub. Hey, Dub. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, yeah, let's do it. Let's um, wrap it up. And close up shop. I'm going to stop recording right now. Here we go. Two.